Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Flames Fancast. We were hoping to put together for you a really exciting draft day special where the Flames were movers and shakers. But uh, it's about a quarter and a nine on Friday night of the draft, June 22nd. And right now the Flames have done... uh, Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. In fact, the most exciting part about the draft is the fact that Brian Burke has tied his tie. And that he's reminisced about the 70s and the 80s constantly, which is just driving me absolutely insane. I swear you said 60s earlier. Well, whatever. 60s, <laughs> 70s, 80s. Like He's old. Talk about putting magazines in our shins and stuff. Like I don't – like the stuff that he's saying is just completely out of whack right now. But I think the interesting part about it is that – you hear him talk, and then you hear him saying, yeah, the evolution of the game. I think the GMs are accepting the evolution of the game. Whereas he's not. Whereas these, yeah, and perhaps a few other pundits are still, you know, oh, Washington was the biggest team they won. Granted, true, but we might be seeing a bit of a change in our game here. Skill, speed, slickness, mm-hmm. swagger, yeah, they, suaveness. They loved the word swagger on Sportsnet today. They did love they, it. They used it, I think the swagger count was at, at least eight. Maybe nine. It was it was high. It, it was, was high. quite high. But before we move on, and we're moving on right away, but I think Brian Burke had to tie his tie because he's now a commentator on nationally syndicated television. That's right. And they have sponsors for their suits, and they said he's got to tie that tie. Absolutely. <laughs> and like he can't pull. Brian off, Burke getting told, ladies and gentlemen. He can't pull off the Lando Calrissian from the latest solo movie. <laughs> no, he can't. But uh, you mentioned earlier, I'd have to give True Living a what? A D minus. A D minus. And why do you say that? Because now it's confirmed that we have to move some pretty big assets to change this team up. There is no, there's nothing out there that we can provide these other teams. Like I didn't see him pick up the phone once. Now, granted, we didn't there's even no, see him. Period. We didn't see him. Period. Granted. Now, Sportsnet's not going to have a 24/7 True Living cam. They're not going to be watching this guy the whole time. So maybe he did pick up the phone a few times, I apologize, but he didn't make any moves. We didn't hear anything on Sportsnet. Uh, we saw the odd tweet here and there, but I don't I don't put much emphasis on that. I, I mean, anybody can say that on Twitter. Twitter is very, um, I don't know, it's like a world of anarchy when it comes to rumors and everything like that. So yeah, D minus, because now he's put us in this situation where we have to have to give up somebody with really good value on this team to do anything to change anything on this team and that sucks well i mean even if we had traded for a draft position we're not having a right winger or anyone who comes in who's an impact right away no i still think we'd have to trade a roster piece for you know to improve this team but But um, the team is not good enough right now so you have to make some sort of move here Our, our depth is defense i just was disappointed because this was the day where the moves could happen, and you know, I remember reading this morning the rumor mill was was a twirling. That's for sure. Um, ha- Hamilton and Hamannick made the rounds headlines early this morning, uh, as being said that we were available. Even yeah, even Brody Trilliving came out and said that mm. Hamilton was not being traded, but you never know what's going on. But I mean, Edmonton had stated we're going to trade this first-round pick for a young defenseman no one bit, including us, or maybe our defensemen weren't young enough. But I really think we have to trade some of that that decor for specifically a right wing. Well, there's nobody else to trade. Like, there's no forwards that we can that are expendable and that we have the depth to just replace them. But we do have that with the defenders. We need, we need help scoring. We need help manufacturing offense. Absolutely. And... Where you're going to dip into that is our defense, and if we don't do that in the next week or so, <laughs> we're we're in deep, deep, deep trouble coming the 2018-2019 season because that right wing is completely devoid of talent, completely devoid. We have to t- start taking some risks as an organization. We have to start taking risks as management staff because what we've been doing hasn't been working. We haven't gotten better. We've gotten worse. And our results speak for themselves. And I'll be I'll be hard pressed to think that we can make the playoffs this year if the lineup stays the same. Yeah, I mean I'm even if we bring up our decor or like the the guys from the AHL well, no or whatever. There's no room for them but, to come up. But that's the problem. So you have to start really looking at the roster and saying, okay, who can fetch me the most value amongst this defensive core that we have? And 
yeah, it's time for me to grow some balls and give some chances to guys like Rasmus Anderson or, you know, Shillington, wh- Shillington or whatever, and whoever. Adam Fox, when Adam he comes. Adam Fox, yeah, who knows? Like, you got to give these guys that chance now. And, that I mean, you really don't have a choice because if you really want to make us a contender or at least a team that's going to consistently make the playoffs, you're going to have to bring that right winger. You have to bring a couple right wingers, not just one. <laughs> You need a couple good guys up front on our first two lines that can really add value right away, ideally. So, do you see a potential trade that the Flames could do for a right-wing player? Not right now, because I, uh, I, I don't know what other teams want right now. I got, you know, this draft kind of confused me. Like, There's nothing that happened here. There's nothing that happened here, number one. There were all these rumors about how teams were looking for certain players, like Edmonton, as you mentioned, was looking for that right. defender. The rumors well, with Carolina. Hell, we have a ton of defenders for you, Edmonton, but, you know, whatever, to, to each their own. I, I was saying to you earlier, it would have been super ironic if we traded Hamannick to Edmonton for their first-round pick, oh, and it ended be up being... Uh, Two picks higher than the one we traded to New York, uh, not including the the other picks that we also shipped to New York for that trade. But right. um, still, that that's pretty. I, that I would have been irony. I don't sure. have a potential trade other than the fact that I know that if I'm the GM, I'm ready to trade Brody. I'm ready to trade Hamonic, which probably won't fetch much value. I'm ready to trade Hamilton, uh, and I'm ready to give a chance to one of these young guys in the A. Yeah, it, or two of them. Who knows? I mean, maybe maybe a couple teams want to have T.J. Brody and. I mean, you're listening Dougie to Hamilton. offers for these guys, and you're trying to get yourself on what you would perceive to be the best end of that deal. Yeah. Like my my problem is is that, you know, the whole NHL knows our conundrum. Everybody knows like our lack of depth up front, especially on the right wing. Everybody knows that we're long defenders right now. Like we just have a depth, a plethora of fucking defenders here, ready to go. By, you know, if you want to call around on the draft and just see what people will be willing to offer you just on a cuff, just to, you know, just to hear what they, you know, could spitball with you, that's not showing your hand. You know, normally it would be, but in this situation, everybody knows your hand right now. Everybody knows that you have an offsuit 7-2 right now and you're <laughs> fucked. So you got to start, like, really seeing who can offer you what. And who knows? That conversation will lead to another conversation that may lead to a three-way trade. Yeah, and that's we've the seen only that. way. That's quite often. Yeah, though, and that's, that's the quite frequent, that's, right? that's the only way you're going to be able to start potentially moving or at least talking about a potential. Again, I'm not saying he's not doing that, but you know, Sportsnet would have. I'm 100% sure that Sportsnet would have panned to him if he was on the phone often, but he wasn't, so they didn't. And that's my. I mean, what do you think? I, yeah, I don't think he was doing much because there wasn't much that he could do. Um, I don't think our trade was one for draft picks. I think our trade, if it happens, is one for roster player for roster player. Uh, but I, I, I don't know what would happen. I mean, there's that there's that rumor out of Carolina for Lindholm, perhaps even Hannafin for Hamilton, but I don't know. That seems a bit rough. Um, maybe if you, I don't know, if you swing Hamannick for Lindholm, that that would be a, a steal. But heck, that's why he's GM, and that's why we're uh, we sit here and make a podcast, you know, because uh, he's got the tough decisions, he's got the tough phone calls. But it was kind of embarrassing to realize that we don't have a pick in the first three rounds, and we only have four picks this draft. Uh, a bit sad to say the least. But I guess we have to. Reap what we've sowed here. And we're uh, pick 100 and what, five? I don't know. I just saw that. Something ridiculous like that. It's it's not it's not it's, good. It's awful. It's not good. Um, so well done to management to bring us to this position right now. I don't know how it got to this point. Actually, I do know very well how it got to this point. Why that you guys thought that was a great idea is beyond me and probably most of the fans of this team. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, man. Like I don't, I'm hard pressed to make a trade too, but I I would at least try to shop the guys. Like I would try to address that right wing. We have to address that. And we must address that through our defense. We have five defensive players, stone, Hamannick, Brody, Hamilton, geo that are, that have value in the trade market. Geo probably not. 34, high contract. He's also staying. We like Geo. Geo likes us. He's not going anywhere. But the other four, I mean, 
you're calling and seeing what you can get for those and making whatever kind of package you can get to get that right wing player. And I guess if that doesn't work, then do we tackle the problem through free agency? You could. So let's look at let's look at two potential free agent right wingers, Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk is one. It um, seems it. I mean, he hasn't even mentioned in conversation with the Flames, but no. he's also a short-term solution, and probably comes with a high contract and a lot of risk. But would would you? What's the risk though? Yager. Uh, I don't. But I don't think he's at that point of his career yet. He probably has. He's like, seven years younger, but I mean, well, he hasn't been playing in the NHL for a while. But a guy that talented probably won't lose too much of a step either i mean would i would take him for the right price like i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't i don't spend, think he's taking a discount to come to calgary well, no of course not and that and that's why this one's a tough conversation to have but like if i were able to sign him for less than five then i would like if i if he if his agent counts is like look we'll sign for four i'd be all over that but so would every other team um, but we have enough cap room to just kind of take that quote-unquote risk for two seasons and let him do his thing. He'll probably get us like 30 goals maybe if uh, if his old form holds it's, true. It seems unlikely that he comes, but I mean it's a – So that's not a solution though then, right? Well, that's it's one improbable, but if you pay him enough money, he comes. Of course, but you're not going to pay this guy 7 mil to come to Calgary. I'm not the GM. I don't know. No, but I would you? I would not pay him because I wouldn't either. Okay, I don't think anyone would. But at the same time, I'm feeling the pressure to address this right wing problem. It seems that our management is reluctant to make a deal that involves a defenseman, and I think it's just absolutely foolhardy that we don't address that right wing problem. This is this is something that needs to be addressed, and it needs to be addressed now. What's worse is that the more time you spend trying to figure out this perfect trade. And I think that's probably part of the problem that they're trying to find that perfect trade where they will not get criticized for this. They're like, this is a fucking home. It's not going to be a home run. And you've put yourself in a position where you're not allowed to make a trade. That's going to be a home run. No team in the NHL with any type of, you know, half, uh, you know, the, the GMs out there are not dumb. And even this 31 year old that we just saw the Doogie Hauser of fucking GMs right now, you know, that kid, he did a good trade. I'm saying kid because he's younger than me, but he actually did a good trade. Statistically speaking, he traded one pick for two. Great. He did well. He traded the 25th pick for the 29th pick and the 72nd or right. 74th pick. So he's playing the numbers game there. That's fantastic. But this, these are the kinds of GMs that you're going to be put, you're going against. So they're not dumb. Well, there were and those rumors where it was Hamilton for Marner. I mean, the, the rumors though. Like, you have your theory about trading with Toronto, but we won't even get into that. I have a huge theory, yes. But people have heard that enough. Uh, so now you're at a point two. So you're not going to get the perfect trade. Get over that. So you may lose this next trade. But rest assured, you have enough defenders in your farm right now that you could make a small mistake. Exactly. We have. So don't worry about we that. We are stocked with defenders. So, Shillington, Anderson, Fox, Valiamaki, four defenders that should be playing in the NHL. Absolutely. And we have five guys who we could move on to make space for these guys. And I don't know why we're so reluctant to do that. And don't wait too long because these guys are going to start peaking in that AHL level and they're going to get to a point where they're not going to be able to move up their skill yeah, Once there's a natural to progression to your development. For sure. And if we ignore Don't that. Don't cap them. Anyhow, I hope someone is listening because I think it, I think it's it's a no-brainer that we have to trade a defenseman for a right winger and we need some – it's just unacceptable to go into that first game with Vancouver to play Furland or Froelich or Brower or Spencer Fu on that right wing. And that's just not – that's not – that's not professional. It's not. It's not logical. That's not it's not acceptable. sensible. It, it's just everything that could, everything that embodies the the worst things about this club right now. It, it just it's poor management from the get go. And I think I'm hoping that this is Trelving's last year, uh, or he's given that ultimatum of this is your last chance. Turn this club around, or you're done at the end of the season. What about? Um... 
James Neal. James I, Neal, free agent. I mean, how old is he now? He's in his 30s, probably. For sure, but... Kovalchuk's 35. I was kind of... Ho- well, I mean, James Neal versus Kovalchuk, you're going to... James Neal's probably commanding a six-year deal at seven-some, six-some. Yeah, you can't... We can't fall into this trap of getting these guys for the sake of filling that position, too. We have to be cognizant of the fact that these free agents are going to be asking for big money and they know the position and their agents know what position we're in too. Like it's a big shit sandwich right now. Yeah. Um, And we've all got to take a bite. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fuck man. I don't, I don't really know what to say. Like the position, the position he's put us out, put us into (laughs) as fans. It's horrible. It's fucking horrible because we're not even near the, uh, aptitude of the gms that or what should be the aptitude of the gms in the professional world right now like and we're struggling as fuck to figure out what the hell we need to do we just know that you need to move one of these veteran or whatever like seasoned defenders that we have right now that can fetch value that's all we know yeah and you need need to to take that that risk and if if a Valimaki doesn't pan out, then you better hope to Christ that Shillington does. Well, if Shillington doesn't pan out, then you better hope to Christ that Rasmus Anderson does. And I think you can rest assured that that 33% ratio is going to work in your favor at some point. You will. I least, think Anderson's ready for the NHL. I think Anderson's ready. I think Valimaki's ready too. But, I mean, you got to give these guys time as well. well. They're not going to be... I mean, you know, I would, if we're saying these guys have potential to make that roster spot, then we better clear some space for these yeah, guys. Yeah, put them on the to roster. Fight, fight a battle to make the team. Like Stone? I, God, like we don't need these guys anymore. Stone, Hamannick. Yeah, we don't. The, the thing about Hamannick is, and I hate to say this because, I mean, it's kind of a tired old excuse, but he might do better this season. And, uh, you know, when he was playing decent for the Islanders, he was actually pretty decent. We could use a guy like him, but he sure as shit Different didn't league. show us anything. Different league. Different conference, right? Different conference. And it took an Eastern team to figure out fucking Vegas this year. Yeah, well, we couldn't do it, that's for sure. No, nobody did. <laughs> so, as we've summed it up eloquently, the draft and the free agency in our position is a giant sitch. <laughs> It's a shit. It's a shit. It's a shit sandwich. We have not been drinking. It is a shit sandwich. It is uh, awful. And it is like terrible. You know, it's like a... You know, I had that nice break from the Flames. Watch a bit of the World Cup. Yeah, that's true. Enjoy the Stanley Cup. Like, watch those games come in. And then now this... We're back to the same bullshit, you know? I'm back to my depressed state You're hoping. You're hoping that something happens and that we... It's clear that we need a right-wing player. Make it happen. That's why you're the GM. Phone all 30 other teams in the league and say, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, figure out what's available, what the market is, and what you can get. Stay on that fucking phone to get some sort of, like, I don't know, some sort of negotiation going. You, you seriously never know. Because what if, like, a team, like, let's just say Washington gives you, I don't know, give me a fucking player here. like, <laughs> What position? Like, any, any right wing, like, is Oshi is Oshi a right winger? I think. Uh, then okay, let's say Oshi. Let's just let's Oshie just say Oshi. What? Okay, but let's say that we don't want Oshi. But then let's say Montreal wants Oshi, and then you find out by phoning everybody around, like, okay, well, you know what? Like, if you can get a guy like Oshi, then I'll totally trade you Oshi, or, or I'll I'll be interested in that guy if you can get him. Right. Well, Washington's not looking for any players on the on the Habs, but Washington is looking for a bunch of players that we have. Right. Like those are the kinds of things that you need to introduce. Those doors don't open until you start fucking knocking on them. And it's as simple as that. Ding dong. Yeah. You know, like it's like a it's like a girl that you're trying to date and she thinks you're as <laughs> average you're as average as fuck and <laughs> and then you say to her like, "Yeah, but Think about all the growth, the potential for growth here, okay? Like, I could really project. surprise... Project. I'm a project. I'm a project. I could surprise the fuck out of you. Well, Trelving, that's your fucking opportunity right now. Surprise the fuck out of the fans, because I got to tell you, like, most of the fans on Twitter right now do not have anything nice to say about you. <laughs> or the Flames. Just or the Flames in general. Grossly disappointing and just... I don't know. Maybe we hyped up our expectations too much. Maybe we let the rumors get the best of us, but... It was bad, and I mean, we something has to be done. If if anything, sitting here tonight, basically spending two and a half hours watching that 
humdrum of a draft and Gary Bettman getting the getting booed again. Booed like crazy. But oh man, we need to we we need to fix it. We need to get our lives together here. <laughs> uh, and we need to fix it. And I hope when we when we do our summing up our season preseason podcast and we look at where the Flames are and what they can achieve, we've got good things to say. That's my big hope. Anything else on free agency trades, draft day? Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to say that forever. No, I, obviously we don't want to say it forever. But I mean, I want to say that this year. Yeah. This year, and I mean, five years from now, I want to be saying we're cup contenders because. That would be ideal. That's the goal, right? That's yeah. That's the goal. But anything else? I got nothing else, man. I think that was again probably the most disappointing uh, draft that I've probably watched in recent memory uh not just for the flames perspective but just hockey in general like these trades were all picks for picks i yeah, didn't see it well, was pretty low-key i mean we we just turned it off because the first round's done uh but i didn't see shit sportsnet turned it off well sport yeah sport yeah we're watching the blue oh, jays now um do you play. have anything um this is clearly scripted <laughs> I have. We, Turn we can, that page, Tyler. We can go to the other things. We can move to the other Let's things. Let's move on. So we've got uh, Ryan Huska hired assistant coach. He was our coach from Stockton. I'm good with probably uh, the only rumor that'll come true from what we said. Yeah, I'm good with promoting within, especially um, someone who's shown some merit-based performance. So, I mean, the A, <laughs> our team did well in the A this uh, this past season. So and, yeah, for sure. Any new within. thoughts on B, Bill, B, B, B Peters? Bill Peters? Bill Peters? B Peters? B Peters? I have not changed. I don't really have an opinion yet. I want to see. I think that as fans, we just need to have I, that patience. Yeah, just set the bars somewhat low. Once again, like the girls and, that I you know, date, you know, like... you really want <laughs> you really want to set that bar low as fans because you, hopefully he surprises us, right? Give that, Give him a chance and give... Even give those players a new chance that we've kind of written off already. Uh, well, to be and... well, give Brower a new chance. You know right. what, what's it going to cost you? What if Brower amazes us all? I becomes the player we the wanted record, him to be. For the record, I would love it if Brower scored 50 goals. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, but I. There's maybe yeah. one player in the league who gets 50. Yeah, a year I want him to if. succeed, but. <laughs> I, I, I'm allowed to critique the guy, too. I mean... I'd be happy if Brower got... I'd be happy if Brower <laughs> just beat his 10, last 10? season stats and just, you well, know... the bar is pretty low on that one. Well, I'm, we're saying the bar low, aren't we? And, you know, I, I just hope he shows a little bit more heart on the ice because I did not see that in a consistent level last season. Sure. So you, what do you think on... Um, <laughs> I don't want to bring this up. <laughs> like... Staging. I think <laughs> we, you have to now. Are we... Uh, no, we're not. We're, we're obviously not, not signing he has him. To, he can't re-sign. Like, him in good conscience can't re-sign, even if we offer him He can't him re-sign. I mean, <laughs> are you moving Bennett to the middle? No, we Jankowski just can't do it. staying? No, we just can't do it. I think you could move Bennett to the middle instead of playing the wing. You can't re-sign Stajan. No. It just can't happen. There's no way. Um, I mean, your first two lines are locked up. Monaghan, Backland, Kachuk, Goudreau, yeah. Froelich, and then mystery right wing player <laughs> but aside from that you've got bennett and then you've got brower and then you've got jankowski and then whoever makes the team from there who do you think is the most replaceable guy on the second line right now for a leak yeah i agree with that oh, that's... would you trade him oh yeah would you package him up with like yeah. hamilton if or someone TJ takes Brody? Frolik, yeah for sure see there let's, let's, something let's, could happen let's there. decrease our depth on right wing let's keep doing it no but i mean like if Upgrade him and then use other defenders to bring another right you winger. You upgrade Froelich and then you get another right winger? How do you do that? You're going to have to get rid of probably at least three or f- three out of the four defenders that we have that are <laughs> could, I don't that could command three. value. I think three is too much. Well, you got to do something. I think you're, Gio's staying, obviously. Sounds like Brody's staying. Sounds like Stone staying. So. But, the, but the guys that fetch value are Hamilton, Brody, and... And yeah, Gio, right. I, I mean, if Gio. anyone goes, it's Brody or Hamnick. Who, who the hell really knows? You know, yeah. who really knows? Um, I mean, if you could upgrade these players, yes. If you see a Spencer Fu or 
even uh, I don't know, Brower somehow <laughs> playing successfully on the right wing. Bennett moves to right wing. I don't. Yo, this is getting depressing. Are these let's, even like, possible? Let's move to like maybe we should. Like I don't even think we can trade Froelich just because he's our only. You know, it was more of a, it was more of a you know theoretical question as you know like if. We he's just have to get I would guy. trade, but we can't. Like, I don't want to. Like, I'm not saying we trade the guy. I'm just saying I that. would trade him, but we can't. It's just, yeah. We can't. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Fuck, let's, maybe let's move here. <laughs> like, this is not working here. I don't, this is game depressing because this is how bad. Of you know, a originally we thought we were going to do this podcast in two parts because the Flames would actually do something, but yeah. nothing we done fuck happened. all, and this actually might be our shortest podcast. Nothing has happened. Of our inaugural I mean, season. Who even knows what we're going to do? You know, if you hearken back to the days where we signed, like, free agents like Tony Monte and Roman Hammerlick. Remember that? That was 2006. That, I was in disbelief when we did that. Yeah. Hammerlick, Amonte. Woo! Amonte was... You know, that, that guy, of all the hockey I've watched in my life... He was the slowest, fastest skater I've ever seen in my life. Like, that guy would move his legs twice as fast as anyone else, but he'd be fucking half the speed of everybody. Okay, okay. Just saying. So, it's a stat. You know, we signed Hack and Lube as a yes, scout. Yes, as the European scout. I think that's a good move. I mean, let's see what he can do. Someone better than Craig Conroy in the administration. Well, honestly, when it comes to scouting, you can't really, you can't really critique guys unless they have a portfolio of players that they've scouted. He in must the past. have had something. For no, the for interview. sure he has, but I I haven't checked it. But I don't think he was in the, in NHL capacity before we hired him. Yeah, probably. Like he might have been working for like I I don't know something's got to work out. These, if we're taking these low key gambles, it's time to take but, a high one. But those are but again, are do you consider that a high? That's not a high gamble. This is a that's low key a, gamble. Yeah. Like that's fine. Like, I mean, if it doesn't uh, work this out, this guy's out of left field. Yeah, but if it doesn't work out, it's not going to kill if the franchise. If it doesn't work out, it might affect our franchise for years if we don't draft. Correctly. Well, we have like four well, other wait, scouts. Wait, we, we, don't worry. We don't need to worry about drafting. No, because Jake. we don't have. We don't have any draft picks. Yeah, we're. Are we talking about drafting? Nobody's right now? expecting us to do anything with drafting. We just trade them away. You know, I'm talking about a scout. You're talking about drafting. What do scouts do? Scout players for draft purposes. I know, but we don't even draft. So <laughs> let's just talk about the scout. So why do we hire? I think those are low-risk uh, plays with high reward, right? So I'm saying the risk these, is a bit more than low. Well, I don't know because you don't. I don't imagine you pay scouts very much, and like it's not like they're they're obviously important. I'm not trying to demean scouts. I would love to be a scout, but. Like they're not a, they're not in a situation where they're the ones making the trade that actually will affect your franchise. But they're making your draft lists. You know who is that guy? Yeah, that but I mean it's a it's Dumbas a consensus. guy said my scout said we had to take this guy, so we did. I know, but it's a consensus play too. It's not like the GM is just gonna go blindly with Hakan Lube and be like, you know what, man, you should make our first five picks, and they're probably gonna be in the fourth and fifth and sixth round, but let you do it. They like, are gonna be. But they're not, because at the end, Trelving has to approve all this. He's the GM. No, our picks are going to be in those rounds. Yes, that's true. But, you know, Trelving has to be the guy that says, okay, well, let's do that. Or he has to entrust these guys. So, you know, what if he, what if uh, Lou picks like 10 players? He's got a pool of 100, let's say. And he picked 10 players. He's like, okay, these are the 10 best players that I've seen. And Trelvin's like, you know what? I only like two of these guys. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, we picked them third round anyway. Who gives a shit? Like, that's all I'm trying to say is that the scout is important, but nothing close to what the GM in front office would be. Yeah, of course. But so there's a high reward. I mean, there's potential where it could screw you up for a while. Yeah. We maybe. don't have to worry about that again because yeah. we can't be screwed up enough. Well, we could. As it already is. We could is. trade with Toronto. <laughs> again. Set the franchise back 25 years. So, okay, years. Let's, let's talk about Doug Gilmore. Speaking about Toronto. Brian Burke on Sportsnet. Okay. No. Uh, no, I think he's. No. I think he just need. I I think he just needs to retire. Yeah. A lot of the comments he made were pretty outdated. What was it that he said? Well, he was obsessed with the player's size. Is number one. They said that someone's okay. They some player got drafted, single mom, and they're like the mom sold her parts so that this yeah, guy this, could play. And it was like, 
we looked at each other like, what does that, what does that mean? Yeah. And then they just kind of stared at each other and they're like, and then Brian Burke's talking about, he's got the genetics and stuff like this. I'm like, uh, you should be careful about what you're yeah. talking about here. This is, uh, this is really important to kind of stress that we don't condone or, you know, we, we don't support these kinds of fucking I think if comments. You, if you're a regular listener, you'll know. Yeah. We're not fans of Brian Burke. No, and... And we're not exactly like the most polite people on the planet, but we definitely know our limits. And I don't think he does. And I think he's at no. that. I'm too old to give a shit age. Exactly. And, and a lot of a lot of people hit that part point in their lives where they're like, I'm it's 70. Gonna, I don't give a fuck. It's gonna be a fiery goodbye. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Like selling your parts. Sure, you could probably twist that if your sports son to say like, well, he didn't mean. He meant what he meant. <laughs> he meant. You know what we're all thinking, and that's a horrible thing to say. So that you know, fucking, that's not good. And for a guy that puts a lot of time and and money and effort into you know humanitarian stuff and like just things for the community, like these kinds of things don't really match your personality. So maybe if you're Sportsnet, you're gonna try to muzzle this guy a little bit more. That's not a good thing to say. That was pretty deplorable. Well, there actually. were more things about it that were. Well. Yeah, so everyone can remember. guess who we're talking about, but he's got to be careful with what he says. You can't say those things. Well, I don't care how old you fucking are. We're like, talking it, about Brian Burke. Yeah, you don't have to and guess. Uh, what else did he say? He was obsessed with the size, like I said. Uh, what else did you catch? The tie. The tie. The hair is still the same. And he Awful. just he kept referencing like very old. He referenced his own playing days at one point. Oh he? yeah, he kept talking about I did this, I did that. Yeah. I drafted Chris Pronger. When I drafted Morgan Riley, I went up to the stands and I hugged everybody and yeah. Ryan Kessler this and I'm right. Surprised Ryan the Kessler. Sedins didn't get a mention. You yeah, know? like because I drafted kind of his, the Sedins. That's his claim to fame, really. <laughs> oh, he has many claims to fame. Well, that's a pretty big one. Uh, yeah, well, he's some. He has some very negative claims to fame too. I feel like I can read your mind right now with what you're thinking. But <laughs> yeah, he has a bunch of claims. Brian Burke. Uh, Check yeah. out his Wikipedia page. It's on there. Oh yes, yes it is. It is. Yeah. I'm surprised because his lawyer I thought was supposed to take all that shit down. 2013. Have a peek. Um, it's good. So we talked about Burke. Anyone else in the panel that kind of stuck out to you? They're there? just the usual run-of-the-mill guys. You know, it was really like they'd go to Elliot Friedman and then they'd be like, oh, look, it's Gary Bettman saying there's a trade down four positions. And and Friedman really tried. He really <laughs> tried to poke well, some sort of he was even out. asking Dorian about Carlson and they're just like, no, we don't want to talk. And Hextel's like, what about Simmons? Like, we're going to try and sign him. That was it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, very no, yeah. nothing. You got nothing. Pal. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Like. Even Bergevin, the guy who makes awful deals, like Weber for Subban, for example, <laughs> nothing. Uh, the other, the other thing that I really enjoy about drafts is like just seeing when the kids get, especially the top, let's say five, when they get drafted. It's pretty cool to see the families and like the extended families and the girlfriends yeah. or whatever. Like they're all or Kachuk and Kachuk. And yeah, it's Kachuk. pretty cool with the the banter that went on there too. Would like, Would you fight? Yeah. Brady, Matthew, <laughs> Keith says, not if they know what's good for them. <laughs> so that, that stuff's and pretty they cool They knew to right see. away. They're like, we're getting beat yeah. if we fight each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. They never would. No, it's very cool. They're not like the Primo brothers, as they said on Sportsnet or whoever. Yeah, because hunt. they fought. Yeah, but we're talking Primo here. Like, they're yeah. diff- Primo and Kachuk's a different breed. It's a different time, different breed of hockey player. Speaking of brothers, Wayne was there. <laughs> You thought uh, his brother was there. I don't think he was. Well, because the screen said assistant GM is like somebody Gretzky, K Gretzky, Keith Gretzky. Yeah, but I mean, is he actually part of the? Yeah, he's part. <laughs> oh my god. He's part. He's part of the Oilers. The highest scoring. Craig McTavish. The highest scoring brothers in the history of the NHL is the. Paul Coffey's in there somewhere. <laughs> they probably got fucking Guy Lafleur. <laughs> Well, they got Catching old... everything with his left hand or right hand. Oh, old... Guilafleur! Oh, yeah, Guilafleur! Oh. 80s old boys back together. Yeah, Messier's crawling over after he's done doing commercials for Lace. <laughs> mm, I bet you can't have just one. Bet you can't just have one old player in your hockey roster. Oh, yeah, they got to get them all. You know, I mean, I'm... Marty McSorley. Once he's done with his concussion lawsuit, he's in the Edmonton office. Oh man. <laughs> 
Oh, man. There was all that concussion stuff about the NHL, too, that just got swept under the rug. They didn't even talk about that in the draft, which was— No, why would they? They don't want to talk about it. No, but they— I, f- I feel like Brian Burke, after all that size talk, you think that he would have said, like, this guy's going to get a concussion. If we know anything like about Brian Burke, he's in the pocket of the owners, man. Think about what he said when they put him at those oil field lunches in Calgary. Oh, the city's got to get their act together, otherwise the team is moving. He's just a pawn. You know, we wheel him out when you need to. Yeah. That's what Sportsnet's doing. That's what the Flames did. Brian Burke could no longer go to these lunches and say anything off the cuff that would be considered okay in Calgary anymore, so they cut him loose. I mean, you know? that and he didn't... These I, guys, like, he Murray, didn't do what Murray he was Edwards to has do. billions of dollars. Billions. He, why would you care? Billions. It, it, billions. If, if, what's his face? Brian Burke goes out there and gets you an arena deal and saves you $100 million and you pay the guy $4 million a year, you don't care. Whatever. Of course not. It's and a then all trade. of a sudden there's a mutual agreement... It's a great These trade. guys are so rich, it's like pocket change for them, man. It's like, you know, they order these guys on skip to dishes. That's how it is for them, you know. Oh, I get a Brian Burke. Oh, on the next one, I'll get a Peter Chiarelli. Oh, you know, whatever X player became available, I'll hire him in next. That's that's how it works. It's like an old boys club. Except for Toronto. Which Mike Babcock in. is still an old boy. But that GM Brandon is Shanahan a- is still an old boy. They GM, took a chance with the GM, GM sure. That GM gives me we hope. We took a transfer for a living. We did, too. We that's took true. an assistant GM out of Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But look at us. Yeah, Pack we're killing Lube, it right now. We're, Craig Conroy. Yeah, that's true. And we, we talked about this a while ago. Uh, I think it was two episodes ago. But it's true. Like, this you got you got to get that guy this loyalty to ex players it needs to there needs to be a balance you've, right you've got to get that guy who sat in his mom's basement since he was 14 playing NHL and East Side hockey manager and whatever hockey simulator games forever and he knows the NHL and all the leagues inside and out and data and analytics and everything and he comes to your team and he just tells you he these players are are gold dust or they're fool's gold we just don't, we don't, we go hack and lube. Oh, my buddy in Sweden, he saw this guy play and you know, it's good. Like, <laughs> come on. Not that I'm criticizing the guy. I'm just no, saying. No, I mean, you don't know yet. Yeah. What if he fucking, just, yeah, shame on you if he I picks feel like the we next should, Iserman for us. I should feel like we should diversify a bit more than what we're doing. Like Don Maloney, our VP of hockey operations now, I don't know. Still an old boy. Yeah. Like, let's, let's. That's got to stop. I agree with that. Even you, even you see Peters coming in. Oh, it's because he has a relationship with Living from Team Canada, right? Yeah. It's like they're buds. That part of it didn't sit well with me for sure. That that part of it really actually it, it upset me when I read about that. I was like, oh fuck. Here I, we if go. I if I'm firing my coach, I just look at the next best guy available or the guy I think is going to be the best for my club, and I hire him. In fairness, it didn't seem like there was anyone, like other than, uh, I mean, we nobody was ever going to predict that you know trots would be in the situation that he was um so who who else was out there really like Vigneault was out there but like you had to pay a fucking arm and a leg for that guy has he signed somewhere now i don't know i don't think so i don't think so either but uh anyhow yeah hopefully we do something nice i mean we do something this is the soon this is the discord of being a Flames fan because you, you really love your team. You struggle with these emotions, and then you look at what's happening, and you're so frustrated, right? You want the team to win every game. You want you know how great it is when we're in the playoffs and we, we beat a team in the first round and everyone's on the red mile screaming and cheering and singing and hugging. and Those feelings are so distant in the memory. It's just I want those back. That's it. Every time I vocalize my displeasure or complaints or happiness with the flames it's only because i want us to do well and i'm sure every other fan is in the same boat i think it's pretty fair criticism too it's not like we're being biased for certain players or being biased for certain staff members like we don't really have an allegiance to the actual personnel our allegiance is to the jersey the the flaming seat that's it yeah that's it that that's our allegiance like we're not we're not like these like fucking like 
political pundits yeah. who like you know sit there and say like well obama did this so it's wrong it's no. terrible yeah. and it's like well i'm not a john Tavares fan so when he yeah. gets traded to their next team that's my favorite team it's and like no one will admit if someone's doing well because they're being inherently biased about something no we're here to just call it like it is and and the way it is right now is that it's absolute fucking shit and we need to do better <laughs> and that's the that's the fucking bottom line here the bottom line there, there is nothing not more just to say. a shit sandwich it's fucking shit it's a fucking shit sandwich <laughs> and the bottom line is that we're fucked right now until we fix this th- this thing up well the so, good news three pieces of good news we could still make a trade we can there's lots of time anytime. to make a trade, and free agency's coming <laughs> we up. We can make a trade the at final any piece, point. We are still not Edmonton. And we're not Edmonton. And no. We're not Edmonton. And I'm really disappointed in Dallas fans out there that didn't boo the shit out of them when they went on that <laughs> stage. Because i got to tell you, my fucking voice would be shot right now if I was there. <gasps> boo! Yeah, they used it all on Gary Bettman, but, you know, no. It's Gary Bettman. Don't, don't say it. Gary Bettman. I know what you're going to say. Anyhow. This will be uh, this will be it for a while because uh, I'm going on holiday and Jenk is on perma holiday, so it'll, wow. it'll be a bit of a a bit of a break. But you'll probably need a break too. Not much happens in July, not much happens in August, but we'll be right back at you end of August, early September, previewing the Flames from the crease up, looking at the coaches, looking at the forwards, D's, goalies, the system, tryouts, going to China, the schedule. Any trades, any free agents, any signings we make. One quick thing. I have a I will have a slight bias for one player. The Turkish guy. Yes. Yasin Elis. That guy, German Turk, but Turkish background, that name is fully Turkish. And his family is like his I think his dad is Turkish. I'm not sure about his mom. Anyway, I'm gonna be pretty excited about him. I hope he makes the team. Obviously he needs to earn it, but I'm yeah. totally showing up to a game with a massive Turkish flag if he makes it. I'll be there. We so know everybody you have will know, massive Turkish flags. Everybody will know that that's me with the Turkish flag because I will literally be no, the only when, one doing yeah, that. Additionally, if you see us at the Dome, we're going to have T-shirts next year. Apparently. We're, no, it's, it's happening. Allegedly. It's happening. I haven't we're, agreed to We're having yet. T-shirts. It'll, it'll have our, you know, our Twitter handle on it, our, our logo. We might redesign the logo. We might not. <laughs> we're, we're just going to... We're going to figure it out. We're going to make some t-shirts. We're not I, doing a video right now, I by think the way. like a, a red and a white and a black. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And maybe we'll like stick some in Harvey's little gun. No. We'll, we'll, and then these people will be like, I have a Flames Fancast t-shirt. We have yeah. Like, we have like 50 listeners consistently. We they do want not a warrant any of they, this. If you've listened this far and you want a t-shirt, let us know. You know, there's we'll like make four other Flames podcasts that have like... Hey, there's not. There's only few one. hundred there's listeners only one. every time. There's only one Flames fan cast. There's only one There's that's, only one Flames There's only fan one cast. that's like ours where we swear like fucking sailors and we just call everybody out. Yes. No, we speak the truth. And that too. We say what you're thinking. We do say what you're thinking. And We're we want to know what it. you're thinking. And you know, when you're in line to go to the bathroom at the Flames game... And you're shitting your pants because you waited way too fucking long. We'll be there from a distance. It's been, it's been great. Uh, it's been a great season. Well, not really. It's been, it's been an awful <laughs> season. It's been awful. It's a but horrible season. It's been fun doing this, and it's been awesome uh, getting to know people on Twitter and having guests on, and you know, hearing people tell us they enjoy what we're doing all the way from Australia or Vancouver or yeah, Seattle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Whoever or the Australian England. person is, that's really cool. You yeah, know. we do appreciate that, and we read it all, and you know that makes it that really makes it worthwhile doing. It's a lot of fun to have feedback from the fans and have people say, you know, we like what you're doing. And there, our very first episode when I when I called Carrie Carrie Corey Perry that very bad word that guy said you'll forever <laughs> be in my heart <laughs> for this moment. Yeah. But if you haven't heard that, you can listen to the first episode. It's only about nine minutes in. It's uh, it's a little raw. It's a little the, rough. The first but... episode sounds like we're in a sea camp. Yeah. Like yeah. It... We didn't have our recording equipment then. And you know? in, in fairness, we don't. I mean, our recording equipment now is still kind of. It's little. It's a little better. We have microphones. We do. We, we have. We got the foamy pop things filters. Or These are pop filters. Pop filters. We bought a, a little box. Okay, I want a drink. So I'm I'm good. You good? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we'll be back in uh, August, September. Uh, You have yourselves a great summer. Stay warm. Stay safe. 
thank you so much again for listening. Have a wonderful free agency Canada Day summer. Bye-bye. See ya.
Mm-hmm.